Okay, guys, I have, and you know, I really actually hate when podcasters do this, when they're like, my friend, Lauren, but I mean it. She's one of the best people I've absolutely ever met, and I consider her a very good friend of mine, but she's also a very, very famous influencer. But you may know her as the Zen Blonde. I know her as Lauren. Please welcome her for the first time to She Speaks It All. Hey, girl. Woo! She speaks it all. I'm so happy to be here, Emily. And oh my God, just so you all know, we're actually like real friends, not like Kim Cattrall and SJP friends. <laughs> okay. We're real okay. friends. <laughs> like if they asked one of us to come back and do the show, we wouldn't require it be alone in audio recording. No one around. We're like Patricia Field. The, we the are Patricia Field. And Kim Cattrall. Like that's our friendship. That we... <laughs> <laughs> we're ride or it, die we're ride or die it was so power that Kim Cattrall had well she literally had all the power but it was so power that she's like okay I'll take advantage of this I will not film with anybody and Pat Fields has to come back just for me yeah just for her because she is going to be in the Raquel trailer and she's going to be filming in the Raquel trailer but she's going to be in the best outfit out of all of them and yeah, no, I, I lived for Kim's demands and I just like, I went to all girls Catholic school. I can sense when like a yep. girl group is ganging up on another woman. And I feel that for Kim Cattrall and these other cast members. So I always have a little bit of umbrage with the rest of them um, yep. because yep. I feel they were mean to my girl, Kim. Yep. And, and Kim is notoriously unhinged in Hollywood. Like people know that she's unhinged and I feel like. You know, before before maybe even five years ago, we didn't embrace women that were, quote, unhinged. We just looked at them like we, we outcast them. We're like, oh, they're so weird. Now I feel, and I almost want to say it's reality TV that did this. We root for anyone who's a little different or maybe misunderstood. And I feel like if now Sex and the City was being filmed like the original Kim Cattrall would have been the queen and Sarah Jessica would have been bowing down. Oh, 100%. And now, I mean, we have SJP, who I think is a very involved in production and the, the lines she gets and the storylines she gets. And, you know, she has a whole podcast about sex, but won't talk about a vaginal wellness product. Okay, yeah, let's get right into it. Okay, let's get <laughs> right into this. We're both outraged. I, like, I was telling Emily before, I want to carry around a sign that says, ask me about and just like that. And like when she invited me on, I was like, I am I'm foaming at the mouth. I'm ready. <laughs> How did we feel about the very opening scene of the new season being a round robin of all of them in their various sexual escapades i don't know to me it just felt like the least sexy sex scene first of ever. all how dare they do it to the sound of my queen icon legend britney spears and my other my king elton john i, I was know. like how dare you curse this song with this scene it is and cursed. i now associate it with this it's a little curse now and also so i was like i was kind of tempted to rank like who had the most like the least sexual chemistry because none of them looked like they were genuinely into each other. Like I wasn't buying any of it. Ugh, how have they managed to make this show so unsexy? Every sex scene has like a <laughs> clinical study to it. It's like, like Miranda, whenever she's hooking up with Che, I feel like I have to get some lesbian education 
But I'm like, that's not how you guys have sex. Like, stop it. No one, no one is like, hey, us lesbians over here, we just like to go down on people. Who's gonna enjoy me going down on them? I'm like, just oh my god. 100 percent You can tell that this show is like being written by boomers and or what yes. I discussed with you before, like. I do think that like with the writer's strike, like the call was coming from inside the house. And a lot of this writing I think was done in protest. Uh, that's the only explanation the I can only think explanation. of. No, you know, I, Lauren, I think you're right. I think <laughs> I'm right. I think, I think this was an internal mutiny and because they were like, they knew everyone hated Che and they're like, I know what we do. Let's lean all the way in, write extra scenes and really make her kind of mean to Miranda and also like not give a shit about her son and not tell one funny joke like at, at all whatsoever but also she's gonna get a tv series but she hasn't told one funny joke the jokes that che diaz tells remind me of sorry my neighbor's dog is barking they remind oh. me of um like when you're in school and you have that teacher that like tries to be funny yep. but they can't go too far with a joke so like it's not actually that funny What's what also cracks me up is that she remember how against the jacket she was and like the blue hair and like, well, you're telling jokes like someone who would wear that jacket and have the blue hair like the jokes are that <laughs> cheesy. 100%. And also like, why are they again, this is like boomers wrote the show. Why is the dad Italian? They couldn't have hired a Mexican dad? person to play Chase dad. <laughs> How hard is it to find a Mexican actor to play Chase Dad? There are so many. There are so, so Tony many. Tony Gans is like, I can't pretend to be Mexican. And they were going to let him pretend to be Mexican? <laughs> In the year of our Lord 2023, they were going to let Tony Danza pretend to be Mexican. Well, and like not just said, hire a Mexican so, actor. It's written by boomers and they're like, let's find all the chances to show how evolved we are as, <laughs> as, 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 a, as a generation. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like they just have a lot of really awkward sex scenes that like don't actually make any sense. Like this isn't actually how people like behave. And also like, I feel like in general, Carrie just sucks because when you think about it, like if you had this friend that had a sex column and used all of your, like all of your story. sex stories, <laughs> like, like why was there never a fight about that? Like Charlotte being like, why did you talk about trays, like erectile dysfunction in this article? Like, how did that never become a problem? That's what I want to know. You know, I just she's willing to throw anyone day. in front of the bus. Like yet. She won't talk about a vaginal wellness product. Like, it's crazy. How did one vaginal wellness sponsorship tank an entire podcast network? The whole podcast and the network is canceled. She's watching people packing up their, their drawers. They're out of work. And she's just like, thanks for the sex and the city. Double entendre intended. And then she's and like, literally all right. The place is on fire. She just walks out and she's like, no more Thursday sex with my producer. Yeah. And literally like, okay, am I meant to believe that the show had <laughs> high enough viewership that this yes. company was going to be paying them an amount of money that was keeping the entire business afloat? That's what I'm saying. And that if the viewership was that good, another company wouldn't have just bounced right in to take the ad spot from them. Like none of it makes sense logistically. And you're right. These people have never worked on a podcast. <laughs> Nor have they worked on an audiobook. Like, uh, and the, oh, <laughs> Tony, the amount of time we had to spend on that fucking audiobook. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this. That audiobook. Yes, you are. Was maddening. And also, okay. So 
I'm going to go through the other thing that really drove me crazy. The guy that wants to have sex with her is the hot, Carrie, is the hottest man ever. Like so much hotter than big. So much hotter than big. You can just tell he has a nice big penis too. Mm -hmm. You just feel it. He has that energy. Yes. And she's like, I'm just not even like, I don't, I'm just not interested. And I'm like, then don't even give him, don't give me him then. Because I'm craving a sex scene in this that actually turns me on. And I thought maybe for a second I would get something out of this guy. But no, the storyline is that Carrie can't handle the fact that he wants a little bit more. I'm like, also, and then, Carrie by the way, why'd they having... end it in two episodes? Why no, is it over? it made no sense. And Carrie and him were having the most vanilla sex out of the entire group. <laughs> yeah, like, it was, like, missionary were. style. Like, just, like, I was, like, it's literally, like, Carrie, like, between, like, the first, like, iteration of Sex in the City and Anne Just Like That got sent off to a convent and, like, yeah, just, like, didn't have like contact with the outside world and then they're like okay carrie like time to come out of the convent like back to new york city (laughs) and then she's like i don't know how to operate within anything i also love that she goes she's only ever cooked a little piece of salmon the way that she said that made me me sick to my stomach i I just love (laughs) a piece of salmon shut up why are you why of all things are you cooking a little piece of salmon for yourself like well I forget where I heard this, but somebody was saying how she used her like oven for storage. And like, if she's making the salmon in the (laughs) oven, like gene smell, I think that was like Danny Pellegrino. That was Danny Pellegrino. Yeah. It had to have been. And I was like, that's such a good point. Like, and that's so gross. Like, ugh. yeah, get out of here. They just really didn't think through, like, they they really didn't think two steps ahead. They, this, these writers, they were one foot out. I'm telling you, you're right about that because they were like, uh, let's just do a couple storylines that are just one episode, even though they could absolutely be an entire season because that's what we're making. They go, no, let's just do a bunch of like weird scenarios like Miranda losing her phone on the beach. And for some reason, every single person that she was there with to clean up the beach, like it seems like it'd be a nice group of people. They treated her like a leper at the end. They like ran from her. They like sprinted away as if they'd be like, good luck. It's like, ask one of these people that you've been literally cleaning. And why this, they made one guy like hate her, which just made no sense. So then she's like, I have to ask these random surfer guys. And then I was like, are they going to play a part in anything from here on out? No, it was just to show that surfer guys are nice. And they were like smoking weed and it was just like such a weird situation. And every time I look at Miranda, I'm like, are we going to find out she got a lobotomy that we don't know about like next episode? Because she has this like look in her eye that like is the look of somebody that like is following a cult leader that's like truly drank the Kool-Aid. That's just, I I think that Che took her to the Stepford community and had those men do their work on her because. um, Who is this person? I don't know this Miranda. Not my I don't Miranda. Like it. I don't, and I don't. I, I get maybe them wanting to make her a little bit more free and fun loving, but mm-hmm. she's also she's not an idiot. She's never been an idiot. She's always been a very smart person. So how come she has to turn into mentally this like she's like new me, so cheesy like new. Oh, me. I hated I that. Love it. New, new me. me is the best me. I don't. Under, why is she getting like stuck in this 
tube of or this whatever that thing is what's the thing that she's in like a cryo thing or a saline solution oh it was like a sensory deprivation sensory deprivation and you know when she got like the saline in her eye or whatever it was I just it this the this shriek reminded me of when she threw out her back and Aiden I think had to help her and all I could think was, oh, my God, are we going to have, like, a scene of Miranda being, like, really hurt? Because I was like, I can't handle this. I can't handle her, like, screw, like, because she, oh, when when that scene happened, it was just, like, too much for me to see her with her back thrown out. And I was like, are we going to now have her on the floor of the sensory deprivation tank being like, my eye? Like, I feel like they let Miranda get injured and, like, have all these negative things happen to Miranda because they can no longer do it to Kim Cattrall. Um, and I blame Sarah Jessica Parker. I think Sarah Jessica Parker is now like, well, Miranda, it's your turn to do all the embarrassing stuff. And like when they have her trying on the different dildos and strap-ons while Chase having like a casual conversation with Carrie, I'm like, I don't think, to me, it's almost seemingly insulting. Like all of this is like a joke or like a prop as opposed to just life. Do you know what no, I mean? Like 100%. she's sitting there like, do I like this strap on or do I like this strap on in the background of a scene? And that like primal scream she had to let out last season with like the orgasm in front of Carrie in the kitchen. You know, I, I honestly try so hard to forget that scene. I can't <laughs> even tell you. I hate it so much. I hate it. I hate okay, it. And like, I guess that's the only embarrassing thing Sarah Jessica Parker's had to do is like pee herself. Seema, how do you feel about Seema as a character? Seema's my favorite out of all of them. However, am I meant to believe that this woman would turn down the Met Ball for meeting her boyfriend's son? Like, what? And then they're throwing <laughs> Anthony around like he's a hot potato. And I I'm felt like, bad for Anthony. Anthony. But that annoyed me too because I'm like, I, I have my Emily Post etiquette book over here. I'm going to have to scroll through it, but I'm pretty sure if somebody cancels and you then fill their spot, they're the ones that cannot like rescind that cancellation if you fill the spot. Like you take this person that you invited in their place. Yep. Like I feel like that was so rude of all of them. All of them. It was so, so rude of all of them. But Anthony was just grateful to be there. I'm like, God, no one should be that okay with that. That was just mean. 100 percent, and i'm like he's so disposable to them i'm like this is bs like justice for anthony but what do you think of sima i like sima i think she's fun i think i get why they put her on the show as kind of a samantha-esque energy like single not trying to get well but she is i guess she is trying to find love i get very confused by the way they move in and out of these characters and like men and relationships and stuff because they do it so quickly and they're the dialogue is so surface that I'm like oh wait so she liked him or she didn't like him it's like what they do is very classic bad writing like they just set up a bunch of obstacles every episode and then they solve it it's like it's like a 101 template for how to make a show right it's like here's a scenario create a conflict then they resolve it create a scenario make a conflict then they resolve it it's like every episode of sex in the city it's very this is making me think that like maybe AI wrote this I I'm not kidding I would not be surprised I'm not kidding. Because it's so just like, aren't these people like seasoned veterans that have like a podcast in relation to their it's... writing as well? Exactly. I think That's... they're trolling us. I no, think they're they trolling are. Us. I'm convinced that they are. By the way, though, did you see Bethany Frankel respond to her um, being mentioned in the show? Okay. I loved the, ro- the 
subtle roast of Bethany Frankel, but I couldn't help but think it just fed her like huge ego that she got mentioned. And I'm like, oh. It also makes me think because like Andy Cohen and Sarah Jessica Parker are such good friends. So I'm like, was that, it just, it makes me wonder if that was more pointed and intentional. Okay. Also the laugh that Sarah Jessica Parker gave to that line wasn't an acting laugh. Like she was really laughing. Yeah, like she, like I feel like she didn't know that line was coming, and like they added it in last minute before. No, she was really laughing. Like, and I was like, oh, there's there's a little bit of like truth here. I feel like Sarah Jessica Parker and Bethany would not get along. No, because Sarah Jessica Parker is like very like I feel like pretentious and like kind of um, I don't know. I think she's in that upper echelon where she's just like. I've even noticed like this season, her voice has changed a little bit. It's more of like a transatlantic accent. Like I feel like she's just (laughs) hanging out with like the really, really wealthy group of New Yorkers that are like thespians. And like, she's probably like just very pretentious. Whereas Bethany, like all the money she has, like is still like very rough around the edges and like would be like offensive to Sarah Jessica Parker. Like she would be like a bull in a China shop kind of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. She'd be like, Oh my God, I would never. Oh, Oh my God. Oh, Oh, ever that's Carrie. Oh, Carrie. oh, oh, oh my sorry. Uh, she's like she's you always go to so five like, below. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, she, well, I've never. Yeah, I w- she, did once order uh, try to order a cosmopolitan at a drive-through though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's so that way. Um, I'm glad that Carrie's wedding dress got a second chance and a second moment, like for the for the Met. I always thought that was such a beautiful, stunning dress. Um, I enjoyed that, that we got a second one. Also, though, the dress the girl made for her looked like a prom dress. No, yeah, And am also, I meant like, to believe the final that? fitting is an out, is hours before the event that's, like, a huge event? Like, No, especially if was that, that was what you were going to go with, like, that design. Like, even if the dress fit, I was like, what? It doesn't even make sense. Like, you wouldn't have, this wouldn't have been what you dressed Carrie Bradshaw in for the Met. No. Some, like, tube, bl- blue and white striped ensemble and like i'm like how did this even make sense for the theme it was like this veiled theme like i yeah the veiled theme what was going to be the veil like what are you talking about i guess the cape but still it just made zero sense and i guess she ended up wearing the girl's cape the cape and i'm glad it wouldn't have made any sense with that dress no original dress no no it (laughs) was keeping like 90s prom like just i was like what what is going on here? Again, there's all these things we're meant to believe that don't make any sense at all whatsoever. <laughs> Who is writing this? Uh, I need them to stop making me watch Miranda go down on Che and do yep. various things because there's nothing sexy about it. Typically, no. in shows, in movies, when there's going to be a scene, an intimate scene, there's some sort of like I'm I'm warmed up. I'm into it. I'm with you. Like I'm a part of it. Like I'm like, yes, this is hot. It's not like I'm just having it shown to me like this is how you go down on a woman while she's like on a phone. Like, there's nothing sexy about it. So it's just disturbing. It feels like I shouldn't be looking at it. Like I always close my eyes like, ah, no. I also feel like Miranda, aka like Cynthia, does not want to do it. Every time it happens, I'm like, I can just tell that she does not want to do it. They have no chemistry. No. At all. No. Not at all. It doesn't make sense why Che would even like Miranda. No. No, not at all. They're just like, you know what? Like, we have a non-binary person. We have, like, a lesbian. Like, now kiss, you know? (laughs) (laughs) 
it's kind of like I feel like my like my gay friends go through this where it's like oh my god like I have a guy for you and like people just think of like the one singular gay man in their life or their son or whatever and assume that like because they're two gay people they're gonna like each other and like when I set my friends up I like curate I'm like okay like you guys have similar hobbies and values like I feel like you're attracted to that like look like you know what I mean like I really think through but like a lot of people I feel like are like have a gay friend like you guys should date it's like no I don't think that's what these writers were thinking Charlotte did that to um Stanford when in in the original when she just invites her Anthony and it's like Anthony and Stanford would never date it's like that's just it's homophobic is what it is it is it is and like uh, really like during pride month like how dare you how dare you how dare you what's so funny is that I do still like this show because it's mm-hmm. so bad it's almost like an imp- it's impressive and fascinating what they ch- like their choices it's so absurd that i do enjoy it so oh, bad, i look forward to it every week i am yep. on my max account on thursdays just re- ready to go and see what delights they have for me and you know this week it was like you ruined the family scene. The you ruined the family scene, and also um, Charlotte and Lisa having getting turned on by a high school student, which was absurd and I like so they did problematic. That. I, I mean, where, they where did is that. the HR department of the show? As soon as they showed the guy coming out, like the I'm like, no, they're not. They're not going to do this. And then they show in like slow motion as he walks by Charlotte. And I bet a lot of moms out there are like, unfortunately, this happens to us and it's gross. I'm sure like people can relate and it's like very taboo. I just thought, okay, choices. Yeah. And I'm like, I hope he's 18. Jeez, like the poor kid. Exactly. And you could tell that extra is like 25, like in real life. Oh, 100%. 100%. Well, it's like how I feel like during we were supposed to believe that the people of Gossip Girl were like teenagers, yet they were like all yeah. like in their like mid-20s at that time. Yes, absolutely. So it, the Okay, so wait. Let's go through what else is happening. Naya. So Naya's storyline's confusing. So she was she gets divorced or separates, separates, then they get back together and he goes out of town and then it seems like maybe he would cheat on her. So now she's single again. Yeah. And then it seems like a baby is like the only thing that's going to save her marriage, which again is like a, a, a script written by a boomer. Right? Like... Can't she just be childless? What they, what I needed them to do maybe is like, I need them to stay on one storyline longer so that I can get it because maybe then like I can, I can like get attached to something, but they run through things so quickly that I don't really have a chance to get emotionally invested in anything. So I'm like, oh, okay, we're going this. I don't care. Like, I really don't care. I don't have an well, attachment 100%, to anything. It's like we get this relationship with, for Carrie, that was two seconds. We get the podcast, which was two seconds. Like, you know, we got to see her give one little piece of advice that, like, yes. sent a message to her man, and then he tried to act on it. <laughs> That's all like, she did. you know what I mean? And then, like, the, okay, then we wrap that. Now we're on to the audiobook, which is like, I felt like walking through quicksand, just like having to watch that. But with Naya, like, you know, like, we, we just really met them last season. Yes. And, you know, now we're getting 
immediate relationship issues after they were trying to have a baby. Like also like I haven't really seen her at school. Is she still teaching law? Like what's going on? I just see her going to dinners. It's very confusing. Uh, I, I yeah, good point. Very good point. They is Miranda they really, done with school? It, that's they really drop all storyline. Like they don't really they don't have any follow through on this show. Like that's why I can't really keep track of what I'm supposed to feel. I know, I know. And I've been like so I looked at the season trailer and like just to be like okay like what's coming you know and like so we like the last episode ended with Miranda running home to her forgotten son Brady who like you know again like it's like Brady didn't exist for a while yeah like no mention of Brady no mention of Steve they just sort of didn't exist in her world and all of a sudden Brady goes through a breakup and she he's down bad and his mom is like now being like I think he could be suicidal and it's like okay he's he's upset he's in Europe like he's gonna come home but like I don't know how we we went to that place anyway like we're supposed to believe that she is so dumb that she doesn't know how to silence her ringer or didn't think to do that during the live taping of a show and so anyway what I saw in the season trailer is I think next episode we're gonna see Steve come in and like rip off his cap like he's wearing like a snow cap and he just like rips it off and like sees Miranda hugging Brady I hope that they get back together See, I just hope Steve has enough self-respect to be like, oh. F you, Miranda. <laughs> no. Justice for Steve and his, like, hard of hearing character that, like, is just, like, going through it. You're right. I shouldn't want that for Steve. I should want more for Steve. I would prefer if Miranda had to sleep on Steve's couch and repent Ooh. for her sins. I would love that. You know? I would love to see Miranda have to beg Steve yeah. for forgiveness. Because Steve has had to fight for her so much. Yeah. Like, so yeah, much. Totally. And Miranda can be so mean to Steve. Like, and yet she can't be yeah, mean to can. Che even once. I also don't know if they are intending to do this, but they are kind of making, like, Che the non-binary person, like, the big bad non-binary person who makes Miranda leave her family. Like, they're making Miranda totally unlikable and a total idiot and d- abandoning her family and all that because she fell in love with a non-binary person. For this they devil. This they devil. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you guys, you think you're being progressive, but you're actually being really ignorant and without yeah. realizing it. And honestly, like, I'm offended for non-binary people because yes. it's like, they're basically being like, yeah, you're going to be with this non-binary person and nothing about it is going to be in any way traditional or familiar <laughs> or yeah. like good for anyone in your life except for <laughs> you. So this non-binary relationship is going to ruin everything and they're going to whisk you away to LA. And so it's like, almost like, are you trying to give us like a cautionary tale? Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's like the opposite of what they maybe are trying to do. Like if you're trying to make it seem like stay away from non-binary people, you're kind of succeeding. And like Che already gave Brady weed, you know? (laughs) I forgot about that. And that was the last appearance of the Miranda that I knew when Miranda reamed Che for giving Brady weed. That was like the final scene of the real Miranda. I'm like, where's that woman? And I knew exactly what they were doing. And I knew her phone was going to ring. Didn't we all? And I literally was on live watching it. And I was like, okay, five, four, three, two, one. And I knew like, I knew it was just about to go. And she ruined the family scene. And also, okay, if Tony Danza is is Italian now in the show, 
then are we now supposed to believe that Che is half Italian? That's what I'm saying. She's Even now, though she's Mexican she's and now, Irish. She's now half Italian, but Tony Danza couldn't play Mexican. Or, and they couldn't just hire a Mexican person because they needed Tony Danza. Um, also, I think that Lily is going to become TikTok famous. Ooh, I um, love that. I just feel it. I can feel her in her TikTok era. Um, <laughs> She's totally in her TikTok era. With Charlotte, her emo, like with, with her emo music. 100% like Lily's like Lily is gonna have I don't know if she has a blue streak in her hair yet but she's gonna have one yeah you know yeah. Mm-hmm. the one that Che wouldn't take mm-hmm. um and also um like Charlotte just like being so hyper focused on those dresses at the oh. real from the real or real or real deal or the real deal it was so annoying it was like oh my god like shut up Charlotte why like, like you wouldn't or like, dying like, like like charlotte just really wouldn't care that much charlotte wouldn't care that much about that because it's up like to you this guys point, are so she's rich been, yeah she's been so supportive of lily and her endeavors and uh what's her non-binary child's rock name rock um okay let's go to the audio the audiobook shit because that i have notes about let's hear so, what your, let's hear your takes this is how episode three like opens basically Carrie's walking down the street walking down the street and her neighbor who we just we meet for the first time is like Carrie like screaming this is New York City Carrie Carrie and then Carrie's like oh my god Lisette hey you live in the build in my building we're like okay cool like so she's she's your neighbor and you're telling me in New York City IRL Someone who was like setting up their tent would see their neighbor that they only talk to in their building and be like, Carrie, get up here just to be like, I'm setting up for tonight. You coming? You would not stop someone dead in their tracks to do that. Someone in IRL in real life, someone's just, they're going to, she's like, oh, that's Carrie and would let it go. So already that's just ridiculous. But it sets this up for Carrie to go, embarrassingly, they asked me to record the audio for my new my new book. And she goes, okay. And then as she walks away, Lisette goes, hey, you're Carrie Bradshaw. Nothing embarrassing about that. I cannot handle this. Also, like, why is Carrie embarrassed about the most ridiculous things to be embarrassed about? Like reading an audiobook. That you wrote. You wrote the audiobook. Like, why is that it's such a weird they find like weird things for her to be embarrassed about because she's just so like she's just so above she's it just all carry she just carry she doesn't get why anything is the way it is because she's just carry i can't help it and then they give the guy bad bo that comes in to like fix the thing i'm like okay this was a little bit of an unnecessary twist but all oh right. my god that was so what unnecessary a weird bit I'm like that served no purpose is this like a thing like i just imagine some boomer being like oh this will be funny what if he has bad bo and, and like, carrie's just like you know like making faces with her the yeah. woman that was with her like ooh, yeah. like so funny yeah we just kept on going back to that audiobook room in that episode and i was like enough Taylor Armstrong enough I don't need her in there anymore I was like please let her when she faked COVID I'm like oh yes be done with this but then of course her manager's like just kidding girl don't you worry I could tell how much you really love doing this audiobook so I got you an extra week in there but then as soon as that happened I'm like let me guess Carrie's going to eventually get through it and they're going to be like Carrie you did it and she's going to be like woman of the year I knew oh that's God. how they were going to cap off the episode. And I like, I was like, 
wait Here for it again <laughs> read, the, read the chapter three that she's having so much trouble getting through and you know and I was like oh it's just so predictable but uh <laughs> also like theft was a major theme of this episode the muggings <laughs> why is there like all this weird theft and like I don't know am where. I meant to believe that the, <laughs> the thief is really gonna throw the Birkin bag like what an idiot like not a good thief like as soon as Seema's bag got got stolen I was like is this gonna be a thing and then the jewelry store or the jewelry the jewelry like thing. pop up yeah and it's like the guy just walks up to them and is like give me all your jewelry I'm like, who has this story? Who in the in the writer's room was like, also, you know, like, I was at some event weapon. one time. There were so many people around. Like, honestly, like, how was he as a singular robber with no weapon? Going to get out of there. And also, I was thinking that Seema's gun lighter was such a good idea. Yeah, I made me kind of want one. I know. I was like, dang, <laughs> like, that's awesome. Like, you could scare the ever-loving daylights out of someone but not actually need to have a weapon, but like they think you have a weapon if you need to yeah. like, if you're yeah, in if trouble. you really need to go there, totally. Because like it could I happen. Mean, like it's unfortunate, but you know, it wouldn't be a bad Watch idea. the sale. The sale of gun lighters has like skyrocketed after this episode of Just Like That. But then also if they have a weapon, then like they might draw well, no, theirs. Then you're I don't know. fucked. No, I think it's a very bad idea because yeah, if you think about not. like someone perceiving you to have a gun is not necessarily the best move. Yeah. You know, but like in theory on this show for <laughs> the ability to just I like like the idea in the moment. Yes. Being like, hey, little tiny gun. Hey, get out of here. Like, she's just packing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know, I think the I think the little tiny lighter gun was too small. I want one and like this. I want a huge spray? Glock. I want like a big <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think the lighter should be like the size that would intimidate someone. They're like, oh fuck, that's a lighter. Maybe, you know what I mean? I think that's what we should go. We should go look for. I think it should have been like it's huge, huge, massive. So I huge. agree with you. I'm I'm Pull right that on board with shit you. out of your like that, a flame that'll thrower. scare someone. Yes, that'll <laughs> scare the shit out. So when you light it, the whole thing <laughs> It actually is a weapon. Like we don't get it. Like, it's like, no, you have a weapon. It just looks like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was so good and like i just love how he's just like placing this jewelry in his like bag and like i'm sorry like i'm sure like the jewelry was meant to like be made of all these like precious <laughs> materials but it literally looked like something you get on clearance at like ann taylor like i was like what is even happening that's the pro and uh, again we don't have a connection to this neighbor so yeah. I'm like, I don't really care that much, but you're going to force me to watch a scene where Carrie goes and is like, hey, just checking on you. And I'm like, I, I could miss this whole scene because I don't know about, I don't know Lisette. I don't know And her. also Seema's been dating this dude for this long and she hasn't been to his house to know like that he lives with his ex-wife. Oh, another good point. <laughs> like there's so many like holes in this plot. So many. I'm like, get a millennial on board. Like, boomers, like, you need... Step out the way. You need a millennial. Throw, like, a Gen Z on there to, like, you know, at least help you stop villainizing the only representation we have for non-binary folks and <laughs> on the show. And, like, you know, justice for them because Che Diaz is just 
an affront to their community and it's just an so affront rude. to their community and che pasa is the name of the <laughs> show okay i really hope that che like turns this into a cpg brand and like makes a che pasa salsa or something like che pasa salsa masa i don't know all of it i agree because yeah. that's che pasa like i as much as it's so it's so bad it's amazing like yeah like when they did that in the writer's room they were like i got it che pasa and they're like everyone was like oh amazing amazing like is it's a play on che pasa i love it oh my god i love it but then but by the way the show's called che pasa and now she's about to be italian yeah exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) justice for her irish heritage because apparently you can just irish and italian are interchangeable but Tony Danza can't be Mexican? I don't know. What are you trying to tell us here? Are you telling me that Irish and Italian people are the same? And if her dad was, if the, if the dad was Mexican, you got to hire a Mexican dude. But then it's like, okay, so what you're telling me is you're half Mexican, half Irish. So if the dad is Italian, is the mom Irish and now you're is Irish Is the mom Italian? Irish and now you're Irish Italian. That's what I, I was assuming that he wouldn't play Mexican. So therefore she was now Italian. And was I wrong? That's, that's not I, right. It's unclear. I don't so think wait, hold on. any of us. This was my assumption, but now I think you might be right. I assumed that they were taking out the Mexican completely and replacing it with the Italian. But the way, the way they presented it was so unclear that you... It could be that you're taking out the Irish and making it Italian so that she'd be Mexican and Italian. That's what I th- that's what I think. Unless they really just really went there and they're like, we're calling it Che Pasa. It has like a name that like is a callback to Mexico. Like you're, you're Irish and Italian. Because the way I was interpreting it, like, let's think about this. Hold on. So originally it's Che Pasa and... Tony Danza is playing her Mexican father, okay? So if the Mexican father is now no longer Mexican, but Italian, we still, I don't understand. I'm like, I'm literally writing this down on a piece of paper. I feel like this is when we did like the math word problems. Yes. You know, like this is what what, what this was preparing us for. Because then, so (laughs) Italian, so then if he's not Mexican and Italian, Che... I'm going to assume then is Italian and Irish (laughs) because Tony Danza was meant to play that because they're also being a little racist too by being like, by being like, I know a little, a lot of racist (laughs) by being like Italian looks enough like Mexican. So we can just put him as the Mexican. They're like, well, no, no, it's too problematic. We'll make him Italian. But then Che isn't Italian, but she can just play Italian. Che can just be like completely stripped of their identity. But then <laughs> Che Pasa is the name of the show. So it literally she's makes- She's non-binary even in her ethnicity and race. Yeah, 100%. Well, it's, she's kind of like Ilaria Baldwin. It's like she Ilaria. just can adopt a, a yeah. new, you know. But now that you're saying it, you're right. Are they saying that Tony Danz is Italian and maybe someone else, like her mom is Mexican? And so, God, this is really bad. Historically, like, I think the dad was, her real dad is Mexican in the show's plot. And then her mom is Irish, I think. But we're going to keep calling it Che Pasa. Not an issue. 
no no problem at all again i know that boomers write the show i just know it well also let's talk about the stand-up that we did see about her with her uber joke it was so boomer so boomer the uber joke we uber everywhere we don't walk anywhere in la oh I Ubered from my kitchen to, or from my living room to my kitchen, or my bedroom to my kitchen, or something, and they laugh. His the audience roars in laughter, and then it was so expensive too. More laughter, hysterical laughter, and she actually says, "And that's my time." I don't think anyone does that anymore. It's like this. It's like boomers that haven't gone out of the house in a really long time wrote it. Uh, the jokes are so bad that. They are funny for the wrong reason. Yeah. Because you're like, I cannot believe that I meant to believe that Che got a show with this comedy. I think that it's really hard to, like, it happens often where when they make, when they have someone be a comedian on a show and then they show their stand-up, it's almost never funny. No. Because, like, how do you write comedy? It's like, it's tough. It's tough to do that. But this is another level of bad. This is like, ladies, am I right? Is this thing on? Like, it has that level of cheesiness to it. Well, and at one point, like, I remember when Miranda went to go see Chase comedy show, Miranda was like, I felt like it was like Tony Robbins for Miranda. Miranda, like, felt like, <laughs> so empowered. Like, I'm like, and, and like, it's like half inspirational talk, like half like yeah. dad jokes that like, honestly, yes, I, I, I don't want to offend dads by calling them dad jokes because they're that bad. They're that bad. And I mean, I'm sorry. They have max money. They can find somebody hilarious to write good jokes. Like, I get that it's hard to write stand-up for a fake stand-up comic, but, like, they can. They have the money to find somebody that's actually funny to write those segments, you know? Totally. But they don't. And I think they know that we're all – they're trolling us, and they know that they we're are. all just, like <laughs> – or they're just, like, honestly, like, boomers that think that that's hilarious. They're, like, those crazy kids in L.A., they Uber everywhere. I would love to – just be a fly on the wall in those writers rooms nothing I want nothing more and just really hear like their thought process or like see the chat GPT prompts that they're using to create the show (laughs) and just really try to understand what is going through their minds and why things are so clunky and like just so abrupt you know so bad it's so bad and faster than they begin in the show like it's crazy. I like too that they had Carrie's um podcast, like the the director, the owner, the CEO of the podcast network is in a wheelchair. I'm like, you know yeah. that was intentional. I feel like talk about like hitting a quota or like affirmative action. I feel like that is happening on they're like, we need to make sure we have a non-binary person, a gay person, a lesbian, we need to have a person in a differently abled person. Like they they're hitting all like the this. This is PC now, And right? they make the poor woman in the wheelchair the most hysterical, like, like just, like, unhinged, yeah. like, bursting through doors, like, <laughs> flying off the wall, like, character. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys are including all this representation, and it's, like, a very boomer effort and very contrived. And then you're making those people some of the most, like, ridiculous- Awful caricatures of themselves like it's just it's insulting they don't realize it it's like yes put the representation there but you're making them terrible also like the wheelchair woman like she didn't run her business well enough to like have it floating on one vaginal wellness like commercial that's it one what an insult to her (laughs) 
I almost wonder too, now that I'm thinking about it, if like the writers are resentful towards the podcast, like podcast boom and how successful it is that they kind of like, they did it intentionally to like make fun of it, to be like, these podcasts are, are done. It's a, it's a, it's thin, thin business margin now. So you know what? Just get out of podcasts. I feel like that was yeah, the like message Yeah, like 30 something employees, a beautiful studio, a huge <laughs> office, like a, a very put together network and you done. know- one vaginal wellness commercial ruined it all. And what's so when you think about it, this this was the original podcast network that the the one that Carrie guested on was. Then they did a spin-off. So they had the money to like fund it and do all that, but just because she won't do then they start that episode like, okay, the storyline of this episode or the conflict is going to be that, you know, podcasts are on their way out. It's not like it used to be. It One false move. And so they bring in the <laughs> the owner of the, of the network who's like, listen, Carrie, if you don't read this, the whole network is tanked. And Carrie's like, I'm sorry, I just can't say vagina. I just can't. It's just not and what then, I do. It's just not what I do. I just, it's not me. And then that's it whole se- the season that we watched prior where this podcast network was doing fine you're meaning to tell me that the all the other shows were doing were doing perfect and then along comes season two of just and just like that and the network barely making it barely can handle it and they like they also have a habit of making the husbands on the show completely and utterly helpless like yeah the fact that harry is dressed for an event and like finds out he's not taking a picture with rihanna and his coworkers aren't going to see him on the met steps and he bails on the entire event. And then Anthony gets tapped in like last minute, but it's cause his like shoes were uncomfortable and he, he just like, he can't bring himself to like leave. I also, so Harry has never been to the Met Gala ever. Clearly no. that's why Charlotte would have never assumed he wanted to go. She's clearly been, they clearly love the Met. Harry suddenly this season, he decides he wants to go and he's not even going to check with Charlotte. He's going to just assume that she's taking him. He's going to buy a top hat because was say, she was in, wearing a top hat. Came in looking like the, uh, I think is it the Pringles man or the guy in the, the peanuts? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Who is it? Is it the Pringles guy? I think it's the it's guy a combo on of the both. peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Peanut. It's a combo of both, I feel. Because the Mr. Pringles head with the top hat on it was yeah. what it felt like. And he isn't going to double check first. He's just going to be like, what do you mean I'm not going? I bought a top hat to match your top hat because that is fashion. Because that he would have done that without checking in at all. He thought he could just show up. And the only reason he wants to go is to take a picture with Rihanna. And so his coworkers will see him at the event. And I'm like, Harry... Have Since some when do you care? Remember when, um, remember when Charlotte's original lawyer was too hot, and so she switched to Harry. Yep. Maybe oh yeah, I just recently watched that. And he's like, I have to, I have to, like, <laughs> he'll never I'll, forget I'll this man in every way. It's remained like a point of contention for him. Like he I goes into the office are. every day, and he's like, I remember when my wife wanted to sleep with you. Yes, he thinks about it all the time. So at the, it at was the company to get like, Christmas party, like he like he gets like so mad every year. <laughs> every year he gets drunk and tells that guy off. <laughs> He's like, and she went with me. Okay, for legal you, dude. advice and in general. 
Fuck you. It's, a, it's an annual tradition at this point. I, and he finds that out that episode? he finds out that, that guy's really into Rihanna. So he's like, ha, fucker, I'm gonna take a picture with I'm gonna Rihanna. get Rihanna too. <laughs> well, do you think that the, the boy at the school is gonna become his next mortal enemy? Oh my god. They need to not just drop that completely. We need to revisit the, like you can't just idolize some teenager for one episode and have us not like you need to lean into that if you're gonna maybe go there, Lily you better start go dating there. him Ooh, and then that'll be conflict for charlotte every time he comes over <laughs> she'll she'll just <laughs> emily i feel like we should write the show at this point i think that you and i are coming up with better ideas in this in our own little writer's room here I'm like, Max, give us a call. We'll consult. Just throw us in the writer's room. We'll set these people straight. That would be so problematic if they did that. I just won't put it past them, though. I feel no, like it I know. could happen. I know. I do, too. Because why would they bring us into the school? But then again, like, why do they do any of the things that they do? They do all these That's things. That's the thing. It's like every episode, I'm like, why is this your choice? Or when, okay, so Naya and Lisa. We'll get to Lisa in a second. But Naya and Lisa hook up. So she, because Lisa's doing this documentary and Naya is speaking on it. And her mic falls. And the sound guy is the handsiest sound guy ever like just as someone who's been mic'd up that's really they don't it's a lot it's different like it's just just not them sticking their hand right down the front of you and like grabbing it and like touching your tits and then being like oh and then and by the way then lisa goes you know what actually we got it we don't even need to do the pickup. We, 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 I totally just asked her a, cre- yeah, a question the, and a prompt, but forget it. We got everything we the need. The sound guy was like, oh, I got the mic. And by the way, I didn't feel any lumps. I don't think you have any breast cancer down there. <laughs> like literally, like he was like fully like groping her, I felt like. Like his hands were like, he was like. Oh, 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 oh. That's your nipple. Oh, 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 I got it. Found the mic. Found it. <laughs> and also, like, am I meant to believe that like, okay, this woman has now kind of stepped away from her husband and suddenly all these hot men are hitting on her. Thank you. Like, and just uh, like, by the way, that man too, like that man, like that's not, that's not single life people. Okay. No, no. And no wonder like we were all set up to like have very like weird beliefs about what dating would be like in our thirties because good call. Like, no, like this is not how it works. Like, I'm sorry. Like, People are not that forthcoming, typically, you know? No. Also, just generally not that fine. Like, like no, it's and just not there's that hot. no pl- there's no plethora there's no plethora of just gorgeous men trying to like have sex with you, and you're like, oh, I got a lot going on. Nope. The guys that like end up like approaching you end up being like the real weirdos. Like you exactly. know what I mean? Like the ones that are that like forward typically are not like Liam Hemsworth. It's usually like somebody who's a little, mm, yeah, little little strange, a little like. Tell me about it. Scanning the bar and like being being there, being a weirdo, you know. Exactly. So, exactly. I'm just saying. Lisa and her husband, like, I'm. I don't know if they want me to hate her husband as much as I do, but I can't stand him. He's so needy, and he like their sex scenes make me very uncomfortable 
because they don't have any chemistry whatsoever. And she's so stunning and gorgeous. I can't help but think they're possibly setting us up for them to separate. Unless they just think they're writing a likable character. Because you remember how they <laughs> he starts experiencing racism with the cabs? Like, no one stops. And I meant to believe that, and again, like, I obviously have, I'm a white woman. Like, I don't know what people's experiences are. I hope that doesn't happen to people. But, like, I have black friends in New York who I have hailed cabs with. And, like, granted, like, some people are just truly awful. I could see somebody doing something awful like that. Like, anything is possible. However, for every single cab not to stop, this man is in a nice suit in a nice nice neighborhood. Like, he obviously is a... Somebody again, again you guys, it almost feels like you're mocking black people when you do it like this. Because it's 100%. like suddenly out of nowhere today. And yes. nobody's going to stop or none of the cab drivers are going to be black. Like, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just a bunch of racist white people driving the cabs. Like, And if it was this much of an epidemic, we would have heard, you would have thought we'd heard about it from these characters prior. But suddenly, like we knew them all last season, suddenly this is a total problem he can never get a cab because they just don't stop for him also like if that was a problem like he'd order ubers like i don't know i just <laughs> like i hope that doesn't happen to people i have no i like i cannot i'm sure it happens from time experience. to time absolutely like yeah. the thing is they they tried to cram in this this message into such a short period of time like out of nowhere they're like, let's throw in, let's throw in the black experience. It's like, well, throw it in realistically at least. Yeah, I find it hard to believe that every cab driver would be that awful. Yeah, in one every block. single one. Every single cab driver. Yeah. No. It's not realistic. You know? No. Like that's the thing. When you guys do it in this like ignorant way, it seems like you don't get it. No. Right? It's not like it it's just not teaching anyone anything. Like, you know, it's just <laughs> like <laughs> like this doing it like this makes it seem like you truly don't get it like a bunch of like older white people were like they don't they have a problem hailing cabs i hear should we add that in <laughs> we should put that in the script i think we should add that in let's add well, that you in know, this my, episode my friend uh tom he one time mm-hmm. was not the cab had the light on and it didn't stop for him mm-hmm. so let's just make it so that he's on park avenue wearing mm-hmm. a an Armani suit Armani with his little, suit. <laughs> little girls about to go to the opera and like literally couldn't be more well healed. And every single cab is going to refuse him. And no. it will not be picked up. This will not come up one more time. You know, you know, on this show, they will not one more time. If they do, I'll be so impressed. I would absolutely die for them to do it at least one more time to show us that they thought through that it's an overall all the time issue as opposed to just this one day, which is how oh, it's going to watch. Gonna, Next episode, feels. I'm going to see this man jumping into a cab. Yep. And we're not even going to circle back on it. No He's circle be jumping into a cab. <laughs> That's the work. problem. That's my issue is that they just forget about it the next episode. So they're like, well, it looks like that cab problem was solved. The racist cab problem <laughs> over. We over. solved racism. Thank we did God. it, guys. The we writers did of, it. and just like that, they they solved it. They did it. They did it. Heroes. Heroes. Uh, how do we feel about Carrie's pigeon purse? Oh, my God. What the fuck was that? Oh, my God. I've seen it on like, I feel like I've seen it on... Um, I for, I think I've I've seen it online actually. It's like a pretty expensive purse, and it's just way too realistic looking. And I think it might be cursed. 
It's it be, like the eyes. Something. Yeah, I think I it might be cursed. It. I think that mm-hmm. everyone that looked at it in that in the real deal store like <laughs> is gonna need to go get like a curse lifted off of them. They're gonna need to go to like a bruja and like just have like you know have the curse lifted because I think that that bag like places curses on people. No, I'm not it, even kidding you. Like if you anywhere you place that bag, <laughs> it's cursing the room. So like if you ever see you, that I pigeon that purse, run. Lisa's husband might have been near the pigeon purse before the cab incident. I'm telling you, I think if you, if anyone, now if I see any pigeon purse, I'm out. I don't think I'd ever see one in real life, but if I did, you would know it's an omen. They should do a spinoff show with Carrie, like the cake show, where it's like, is this cake or not? And but they can be like, is this a bag or not? <laughs> or a pigeon. <laughs> like a real pigeon in her bag, and they'll be like, <laughs> okay, guys, it's me, Carrie Bradshaw. Is this a bag or not? And it's like an inanimate object, but like it's like water bottle. Like, Actually, just one of my purses. <laughs> Brilliant! That's her YouTube channel. Yeah, exactly. exactly. She needs she to collab keep... with Bethany on it. She... <laughs> Imagine if they just started having her do TikToks, like the same kind of TikToks that Bethany do, but like not say anything about it. And she'd be like, "Hey guys, it's me, Carrie Bradshaw. I'm going to Five Below to find all these fun, cheap things. I'm really rich, but I'm relatable." It's like she basically just does like a Bethany Frankel mockery and oh that would that would prove that Andy Cohen really doesn't like Bethany and that like when he talks to SJP about Bethany he's like I fucking hate her. I feel like Andy's probably really nice to her face but I feel like he probably talks mad shit behind her back. Because she she asked for it though, you know? Like she has been saying a whole bunch of stuff so I feel like now he's like we're cool to our faces but sarah jessica parker is enacting revenge on andy's behalf yeah you know what why don't we why don't we like have the writers go to one of those nights where they're roasting bethany and like come up with some good jokes for che like just yeah. they should maybe you know what throw andy cohen in the writer's room because i, feel I was like gonna he, say he could help them out andy is so funny yes he would like resolve everything dang Honestly. they really need andy a consultant on this because he understands these type of women in New York I feel like he understands like all the issues that they're trying to talk about like on a deeper level (laughs) than they do and I just feel like yeah throw Andy Cohen in the writer's room that's basically that's a solution that's our solution and then the last line of the final episode was and just like that I got COVID that is so unhinged also, I just love <laughs> so that Sarah Jessica Parker wrote herself to be this medical anomaly where like she's like, <laughs> I guess they're not going to study my blood anymore. It's like, I don't talk about vaginas and like I couldn't even get COVID because I'm just so like above all that. And you know what I hope they don't circle back on? I don't really want to see an episode of Carrie being sick because I have to I don't she's very annoying to begin with. But her sick and the level of helplessness that we'll be dealing with is just going to be off the charts. (laughs) And her friends already went to all this trouble to send her soup, to send her things, to help her with her COVID. Yeah. And now they're going to have to do it again because she faked it. Nope. Not going to, not putting up No for me, dog. No for me, dog. No for me, dog. You're you're on your own, SJP. Yeah. They they all tell her. They're like, too bad. You already lied about it. We already gave you stuff. It's over. Charlotte's like. I hope you have some leftover soup. <laughs> <laughs> Gives her that look like, hmm, how about that soup, huh? 
Yeah. Hope you enjoyed, you enjoyed it. enjoyed it. Hope you safe, some of that. <laughs> liar. <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <A> liar. <laughs> well, anything else we got to talk about? Anything else burning yeah. your burning your brain? All of it. It's just, I, it's always swirling in there. And until this is over, I'm just going to be <laughs> like, you know, thinking about it at all times. And like, I just, I don't even know what direction they're going to go in, but maybe you and I should just write a prompt in chat GPT I, I'm actually for curious. the next episodes and see how close they get to what we're actually going to see. Wait, that's brilliant. I think we should. I think like, we, we should look do up that. the episode name because they'll, they'll have the episode names and then we'll be like, episode four <laughs> and just like that entitled this and see, and see what it comes up with wait that's actually a good experiment and then we can see if they're really using chappy gpt to write this dude what if it matches up so well like we will have solved we will have solved the problem well not solved the problem I but like so. I identified the problem imagine like this investigation like we we did figure that out and like the the people like uh, that are like the you know corporate overlords didn't know that the writers using chat gpt and like it ends up like we end up outing them we out them and then they're like do you guys want a job and we're like no problem we're like we're on this we're on Tapping this our boy andy the three of we, us we already have our list of writers that we'd like to bring into the room let's do this yeah and honestly like we can get john joseph on the jokes because you know john yep. would be able to like come up with some hilarious lines like Che would be funny Che would actually be funny or no I think Che I'd write out I think Che we're getting rid of Che yeah but also like I kind of just want the show to stay bad no that's the problem is like I don't if it starts to get better then what's the point I don't want to watch it I need it to stay so bad because the longer it's bad the more stuff I have to try to figure out because it doesn't make sense okay my question for you is, what do you think they're going to make Samantha do? What's your Samantha prediction? So they're, I know they're just giving her like a voicemail or a phone call, a phone call, right? I think yeah. it's just going to be a pep talk, a Samantha pep talk, because they've, they've had the big falling out, you know, which was very much Sarah Jessica Parker, like taking a dig at Kim Cattrall. Because the falling out was because Sarah, because uh, Carrie fired Samantha as her PR person. I'm like, okay, well, that's we like that was. Samantha shade. has enough clients; she's fine. That was fucking shade, like a hundred percent. Um, so she's gonna come back, and they're gonna make up, right? They're gonna like be cool, and she's just gonna give like a Samantha pep talk. I don't think you know what I being bet? monumental. I bet you anything, Aiden's gonna come back into Carrie's life, and Carrie's gonna be like in like a tizzy over like this like old new love and she's gonna be like I needed to talk to somebody who understood like the whole relationship and like whatever and then Samantha's gonna be like just like go for it okay yeah some sort of pep talk some sort of pep talk is a good one pep talk the Samantha I wish that like Samantha got to write what she wanted to say and that's what I was gonna say ream Sarah Jessica Parker and be like you stupid bitch that'd be the best prank if like if Samantha or if, if Kim Cattrall was able to negotiate, like I will write my own dialogue and then they didn't tell Sarah Jessica Parker. And then, and they're obviously not <laughs> recording it together. So she's just like saying lines in response. She doesn't know what's being said to her until it and airs. <laughs> I like, that would be delightful. 
<laughs> until it airs. Like they, she had no idea. They all kept it from from Sarah Jessica Parker that Samantha was like, "You're a bitch. You're selfish." And then Carrie's reading the lines she thinks are happening. Like, well, yes, I agree with you, and it's, <laughs> I do see it that way. <laughs> that's that's our. I just know they're mean girls. But if, if anyone listening hasn't watched Glamorous on Netflix, it's Kim Cattrall's new show. I'll support anything she does because I feel like is she it good. Just, I like it. I really like it. It's what is it like, about? So Kim Cattrall is a model turned like makeup mogul and her brand's like a legacy brand. So they're, they're not doing like super fun stuff. It's kind of like Estee Lauder where they're like kind of safe. Oh. And um, this really cute, like gay boy working at a makeup counter, like sees her, she's his idol and she ends up hiring him. And he is just like making the makeup brand so much cooler and oh, I like it's it. just super cute like it's super cute and like actually has like a lot of representation and it's not like jammed in our faces in a weird way it's just like it flows and like you don't even notice it's like what it should be um that's hysterical and like the even like the um the romances on the show like the people seem into each other like wow what a what a concept yeah like it's not like two people who like got stuck in the closet for like you know seven minutes in heaven or whatever like you know it's it's not clunky weird like awkward it's like oh like I feel like maybe this like happens off screen I don't know you know it should be it should be it should be like you should be wondering you know but at the very least the people are attracted to each other that's very much lacking on and just like that uh, okay, oh, actually, that was a really good plug. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it. Out. Gotta check it out. We gotta support our girl Kim. She was wrong by these, by these women. Yeah, down with Not them. Girls, Justice girls. for Kim. Justice for Kim. All right. Well, I'm, I I got it off my chest. How do you I feel? Did. Do you feel any better? This I feel better. Thank you because yeah. this was cathartic. I needed this. Um, I've needed this all week, and so now I can like go into the. <laughs> the week just feeling a little bit of less weight on my shoulders knowing that we're all thinking the same thing yeah Mm -hmm. except for the writers the writers think they're hilarious (laughs) no the writers are living those ai those ai bots are like we are crushing it we are literally killing it we're literally killing it um can you tell everybody where they can find your content and follow you and all that stuff so i'm the zen blonde on tiktok and instagram and Emily and my mutual friend, John, and I are starting a podcast called The Girl, The Gay, and The Slay. We're aiming to get it out in July, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. The summer's crazy. So we started a TikTok and Instagram for that. But I'm Emily, obsessed you'll have to... with the name. Thank you. Yeah, we were, we were really, really trying to encompass all that we are. So, yeah, no, it was it's it perfect, perfect, because it's it's broad, it's general, but we still get the vibe. We still get the message. Yeah. But none of the writers from Sex and the City will understand the word slay. So if they ever <laughs> listen, we'll have to explain it to them. <laughs> yeah. Right. A hundred percent. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in and I will see you next time. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to She Speaks It All, a podcast from the creator and host of She Speaks Bravo in partnership with Cloud10 Media. Make sure you are following She Speaks It All pod on Instagram and TikTok. And of course, make sure you are subscribed or following this podcast. Hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. And if you want to support me, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Thanks, you guys. See you next time.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.